This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Uh, and as always, at this time, we are joined by Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, but we've got half of the, half of the muscles today. That's, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Muscle Mike is here. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How's everything on your end? Good, good, good. So good to have you. Um, some really interesting topics that are being brought up today uh, by you guys, by Viv and you. Um, uh, in terms of, we're looking at the difference between men and women uh, when they train, the difference between men and women as uh, they age yes. and putting on weight and how that can influence uh, you know, how long you live even. This is really interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. And and especially um, regarding the training aspect, um, it was recent research that we did that, that has brought this topic to light. Mm. That took me aback because my answers in the past were, you know, always different about the way that women and men should train. Um, so that's something that we're going to be really focusing on. What do you no- like normally say about this, that there is a difference between the way that men and women train? So what is what was your idea before this? And then we'll go into what the research says, because this is interesting. So... I, I always thought that um, men and women should train the same. Um, and I said that because I didn't believe in that whole bias or a gender bias. But when I say that, I refer to things such as exercise types. So mm. um, should should men and women do squats? Yeah, I, I believe they should. Um, frequency of training? Should they go to the gym equal amount of times? Yeah, why not? So my thought process is only thinking of those kind of things. But the research shows different physiological aspects, um, which says... Otherwise, you should train slightly different. And uh, again, that's what we're going to kind of cover. But I was definitely taken aback. All right. uh, So let's take a look at this really interesting research here, uh, which basically says that women who want to reach their 90th birthday shouldn't be putting on more than a stone and a half. How much is that in kilos? Because that's a very British thing. Stone, one and a half stone. I've been here so so long. I only focus (laughs) on kilograms. I can't think We're going to work the, that the out. Yeah. So, like, um, Mikhail, when you get a sec, work out how much weight that is for us. Um, because this is what the, this research is saying. Um, that uh, they should be the same weight. Women should be the same weight uh, that they were when they were 20. Oh, my gosh. Women all over the world are hearing this going, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, uh, and they said that they tracked nearly 8,000 men and women uh, in their late 60s and asked about how much weight that they had gained uh, since they were younger. And this is a, a Dutch team uh, who found uh, that women who gained less weight over the course of their life, were more likely to become nanogenarians. Uh, but men see no benefit from keeping the weight down. This is just <laughs> astonishing. I hate this. <laughs> um, this is according to the scientists. So this is a study that also delved into how much physical activity the participants did uh, over the next 22 years or so. And the scientists uh, writing in the BMJ Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health said that the more activity men did, the more likely they were to live to the age of 90. But for women, the benefits of activity, so there's two things here, weight and activity. The benefits peaked for activity at around an hour a day and then started dropping again, suggesting that exercise has a maximum benefit before it starts to do harm. What? 
Let's I unpack all of that. Okay, I, I don't know where to start with that particular <laughs> type of research because that's news to me. In terms of saying that exercise is beneficial to a certain point, I'm guessing that research was done based on physiological uh, aspects, the, the difference in um, how females are structured, how they, um, how, how they physically are. Do I agree with uh, the conclusion of that particular research? Not necessarily. Am I, am I qualified enough to say that it's not necessarily true? No. But based on what they're saying, if we look at um, some of the key points that you've mentioned, it kind of ties into us now talking about men and women training differently. So one of the things that um, was, was mentioned um, was talking about women's muscle fiber type. Mm. So females have more type 1 uh, muscle fibers um, than men. And we have more type two. What that basically means is you guys have more uh, long endurance muscles, muscles that can help you with long endurance training, um, which okay. is which, interesting. Yeah, which which indicates, for example, your training style and your training pattern would be different. Um, when and, and, and this is kind of like the reason that this is, I'm just going to kind of go through um, the, the notes. What it means is that you guys are more resistant to, resistant to things like fatigue than men are. So we're good with explosive work. We're good with the heavyweight short reps, but it's more beneficial for you guys to do longer reps, not necessarily less weight, but longer reps, uh, slower exercise, because you're built to handle that. You're built in that particular way. So we're actually built to handle more over a longer period of time. 100%. And I, and I think that kind of stems from um, how things used to be way back in the past. So if we look at the hunter-gatherer times, it's, it's silly for us to just think that it was men who went out, you know, chased these animals to kind of get food and, and females just waited for them to bring it back. <laughs> there was a study yeah. that showed females actually also went out you went to go and hunt for food you went to do things like pick um plants berries and whatnot but you also carried children as well and you would carry them all of the um throughout the entire journey of wherever you're going exactly i mean mm. you know you look at how uh women who still work on the land now they're carrying the children as they're working on the land and doing everything else and that's how traditionally women have worked they just work through having kids and holding kids and you know they straddle them and they do all kinds of things and we just carry them for hours and hours so so this is it so this is the, that functional aspect and and in terms of having that physiological difference when a trainer or when we go into exercise and we think about that kind of thing we, we don't look at it from that um, perspective our focus is okay what can we get you to do in this short uh, space of time and so when you're planning a particular program uh, most people are, are inputting exercises or workout regimes that are taking you away from what you naturally have as a strength, which is that um, ability to train for a longer period of time mm -hmm. in, in in an endurance state. So um, handling that level of, um, sorry, allowing you to handle that level of um, endurance also means you guys can train for a higher volume. And uh, one of the reasons is because, and this is a, um, down to your hormonal structure, you guys have uh, estrogen and a lot of estrogen. So it's this, um, estrogen is known as an anti-catabolic Hormone. This means that it helps prevent the breakdown of muscle. You guys can repair your muscle fibers faster. Um, on top of that, you guys recover quickly. And um, alongside um, the muscle recovery, you guys, it helps you prevent the breakdown of protein during exercise. So already we're starting to see that you guys are built to handle um, training over longer periods way more than men. And it carries through to functional things such as going shopping, such as walking, doing a lot of um, functional tasks in daily life. This is how you guys are kind of um, uh, built towards without being 
sexist or um, focusing on gender. It's just it's just physiology. Yes, the physiology. This is just aspect. how it is and how we've evolved as well. Yes. It's just, it's really interesting stuff to think about, you know, how we were before and how that's influenced how we are built today. So uh, when we come back, Mike, I want to ask you about, so how does that influence how we should be training now? What yes. would your advice be? Um, and, you know, how do we kind of take advantage of this information to give both men and women uh, the best health choices for sure possible where whether it comes to uh, how we eat or how we exercise whatever it is and if you've got questions for mike send them in right now we are on instagram live you can get us there you can get us 4215 on it's 2022 on do as well it's life beats on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, we're back with Life Beats on Pulse 95 talking uh, exercise and fitness and health uh, and everything else in between uh, with Mr. Muscle today. Mike Addo is here and a really interesting topic uh, that we're talking about. It's the, the difference between men and women uh, as they train, the way they eat, everything uh, about what we do is apparently quite different and processes differently in our bodies, Mike. And so um, let's start with training, first of all, Mm. you know, how we should be training uh, because of how our bodies, in fact, process fat. Yes. So um, studies have shown that women do better on a high fat diet. Um, So there was a study that compared um, basically what, what energy source women pulled from more and it found that women pull from um, or their bodies naturally prefer to pull from fat Mm -hmm. as an energy source Uh, whereas men we prefer to pull from carbohydrates now there could be many reasons for this but one of them um, is the noticeable difference in the amount of muscle that we have so um, as many people know muscle stores glycogen um, which is processed uh, quickly from carbohydrates we have more muscle than, than females do um, research has also shown that during exercise, women are, are, are drawing, because of their muscle fiber type, drawing from fat as an energy source instead of carbohydrates over a longer period of time. So that's one of, it, it makes it interesting when it comes to designing the training program um, around the female. So is it better, to, let's talk about cardio, for example, having someone focus on sprints for a long period of time versus doing sprints and incorporating an incline walk. It's better if you're a female to incline, uh, to include slow long distance uh, training as opposed to just short bursts of exercise so that's that's one thing uh, to look at when it comes to the diet side of things um at rest as well women utilize fats more than men so when we come to talk about the diet should women be including more fats into uh, into their food yeah for sure you should be including more fats does this mean you need to shift towards a diet that's like a keto diet no not necessarily it's just very important with every meal to ensure you're having um, a high, high-ish fat diet. Okay, well, so what does that mean? What kind of a percentage are we looking at when you're, you know, I always think about the, like the example of the plate and how does the breakup of what's on your plate look like? You know, that kind of pie yeah. graph uh, thing that we see. Um, that They've always got some kind of a pie graph and there's always a different kind of uh, breakup of the fats, the carbs, that whatever your veggies and and everything else so what what should that look like for women so well firstly the breakup is talking about we call it uh, the macronutrient portioning 
That's a technical term. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, that's the technical term, macronutrient portioning. So we look at, you know, the section of fats, proteins and carbs. Um, is there a set amount specifically for females versus men? Not necessarily because it, it we have to take into account a number of different factors. But um, as a general, with with most guys, we say focus on having around about 50 percent carbohydrates, 30 mm percent -hmm. uh, protein, 20 percent fats. With females, we're looking at going for a higher fat diet. You would look at having around about the 30% carbohydrates, 40 um, to 50% fat, and around 20 or to 30% protein. 40 to 50% fat? Yes. Wow. And this is, and this is remember, this is, uh, we're talking the essential fats here. We're talking healthy fats such as avocado, olives, um, you know, some, sorry, um, olive oils and I things like that. Avocados. Nuts. Absolutely, absolutely. Always do avocados every single morning. Mm. And um, and I love you know doing like a, a, an egg, a, just like a, a runny egg on the side as well. Just I with love the avocados. No, yes. it's good. I mean, look, there's there's multi, so many choices um, out there when it comes to food and putting together your your macronutrient mm. um, structure. It's important not to get lost in the amount of choices you have, and it's important to listen to um, listen to your body when it comes to what you eat. So focus on things that are not causing um, inflammation. You might eat something like you just mentioned eggs. I have a number of clients that have a reaction to eggs. It's a mild reaction, but it's still a reaction to eggs. And mm. even though they love uh, eating them, it's causing some form of inflammation somewhere. So it's all about listening to um, the response your body gives when you eat particular things. But generally, research has shown lean towards more fats in your diet because women utilize that more. Men, don't be afraid to have the carbohydrates. It's your main um, energy source. It's something that you can burn off quickly. So that, that should be one of the focuses when we talk about the diet side. Mm -hmm. um, for females, include more fat in your diet if you're looking to lose weight. Um, we also talk about um, the metabolic stress that females can handle versus men. So it was a really, really um, interesting study that found females can handle metabolic stress a lot better than men, um, even when they're of equal strength. And so what we mean by that is um, an example would be when you're exercising and you feel that burn, women tend to not feel the burn as quickly as men. There's not a quick production of lactic acid buildup for females um, than there is when it comes to Really? Yes. That's interesting. Why? So this comes, this comes down to the um, blood pressure, the amount of uh, blood flow that happens um, during training for females. So uh, women have a lower arterial blood pressure during exercise than men do. And this means that you guys get more oxygen um, and blood flow to your muscles which allows you to recover quickly your lactic acid buildup isn't um, as much and you can focus on performing exercise for a longer period of time under tension i'm just completely guessing here but i mm. imagine that th this kind of stuff is because we're built to give birth and so you need all of that that you know that that metabolic stress yeah. happens during childbirth well th th this, these are the things that where when we look back um as many years like as far back as you can go physiologically yes you're you're prepared for these things in life i don't i can't link the childbirth yeah. aspect to the um i'm completely guessing but but i can't link it back to the training but you're not far off so as i mentioned uh, before we went on break there was a time period where you guys were going out equally as men picking this is not to say it doesn't happen today but picking whether it's food carrying children doing the manual labor you guys are supposed to be doing these things as well as men yeah so in terms of um, when we try to think about the difference in structure, these are things to really start considering. So if I try to make it as simple as possible, do lo more long distance training, do a lot more um, repetitions when you're doing exercise, focus on these things because it's not necessarily a myth 
this is the way that your body can respond to training much better. This is uh, so interesting. We're going to be talking uh, more about this next uh, with Mike. If you've got a question for Mike, do send it in uh, about how to train, getting into fitness, uh, how to eat as well. More on that next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Right, we are jumping back into the discussion. It's all about um, ageing well, uh, exercise into uh, long age. And uh, there's some really interesting research that we've been talking about, Mike, uh, in terms of um, the amount of exercise you should be doing, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, to make sure that you live well into your 90s. Um, and they're saying that what this research is saying, this is research um, that is coming out of the Netherlands. They're actually saying that women shouldn't be exercising more than an hour a day um, to live well into their 90s. After about an hour a day, then the benefits of exercise go down until they start to do harm. So this is the kind of uh, thing that we've been talking about today. Um it's really interesting and, and we're just off air. We're kind of thinking, what do we do with this information? So for starters, I think the information that they're trying to put out, or the message that they're really trying to put out is move daily. We've been pushing towards that message for a very, very long time as mm. move daily because there are still people that exercise. Mm. Uh, there are a number of people that have, let's say, personal trainers that will train three or four times uh, a week of their trainer and think that's enough. So the message that these guys are really trying to put out is, move daily it's actually necessary for you to move daily and we've just become as a society much much lazier um in general because um you know general advice that's given out there from a lot of um health bodies such as nhs space in the uk is people should exercise up to around or the elderly should exercise up to around about 150 minutes a week if you break that down that only correlates to about 20 to 23 minutes a day Mm. is that enough no is it a start? Yes, 100%. Because they're actually saying, uh, experts, some experts are saying that uh, they're worried that elderly people are going to find this target too daunting. Really? 20 minutes a day? I, I, this is, Again, I think this comes down to the cultural environment as well, your social yeah. environment um, and the city and the country that you're based in. Because places like uh, Netherlands who've done this research or, or places like um, Sweden, they encourage a lot of walking. They encourage a lot of cycling. Yes, so you don't see loads and loads of cars on the street. You, you're encouraging people, you're forcing people subtly to exercise and move just as general functionally, sorry, general function in daily life. Mm-hmm. So when we look at, depending on the country they're in, you look at the obesity factor, it's definitely not enough, but it's about really getting people to move. You know, for a long time, people are relying on, on uh, a lot of transport, cars everywhere, taxis everywhere, uh, cabs everywhere, sorry, uh, buses everywhere. So you're not getting enough daily exercise and there's a lot of um, sedentary people um, out there so that's why they're they're doing studies like this so what we've gone through so far uh, you've talked a lot about how we uh, as women we process uh, fats and carbs differently we uh, our bodies are actually made up of different types of muscles and yep. uh, that can take endurance mm-hmm. uh, much more than uh, the than short bouts of, of training yep. um, and all of those kind of things how does all of that if at all relate to the way that men seem to be losing weight seem to be able to lose weight a lot faster than women so if I was to go with my my opinion in in this respect 
there are going to be people out there that say, oh, that's down to how much they're training, how much they're exercising. But if we look at it biologically, females have a lot more fat cells naturally than men do. And um, in case people don't realize, you cannot lose fat cells. You can only shrink them naturally. You can't lose them. You can only shrink them. So um, and they multiply. So you, you can easily put on more fat, uh, fat cells just through bad eating, through um, not moving at all. Um, but in comparing men um, and females in terms of the weight loss and who loses weight quicker, that's going to come down to the fact that uh, men have less fat cells naturally than women. And men also have more muscle. Now, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, um, simply because it takes a lot more energy to move muscle than it does fat. Um, so that's one of the um, reasons. And I know it's upsetting to hear, but it just means you have to work harder and a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, when we're looking at the fact that females respond better to fat, the suggestion would be, okay, so if you guys respond better to, to, to fat as an energy source, start tapping into fat as an energy source. That means focus on doing your cardio sessions a lot longer. Yes, include high intensity training. We're huge fans. Everybody knows, um, everyone that knows the Mr. and Mrs. Muscle Profile knows that we focus on high intensity training for sure. It's great for building muscle. It's great for burning calories. But in terms of really tapping into your fat sources and energy, you want to do long bouts of cardio, much higher reps um, with uh, resistance training. Mm. So that would um, definitely for sure um, be one focus. That's what we need to be looking at. It's interesting we're having this discussion because you and Viv are so famous for doing your synchronized uh, exercise videos. Um, and, you know, now this kind of information is making us think, okay, there's actually a difference. Uh, but there's a real difference between men and women physiolog physi physiologically, physiologically that we yeah. need to be looking at here as well. But something I want to ask you about, because, you know, we are talking about uh, going into mm. uh, age and, and how exercise can be super beneficial for that. As we age, should we be looking at and focusing on different kinds of exercise? For sure, it would be focusing on cardiovascular ex exercise. So more cardio. A lot more cardio. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Usually when I speak to any clients, I say, look, um, especially when it comes to weight loss, the focus is cardio to affect size and resistance to affect shape. But in general, for functionality, daily functionality, especially as we start aging, your focus is on your cardiovascular system. It starts to decline. You, you, you have constrictions in your, your veins and arteries. It's all about trying to promote as much circulation and blood flow as possible. Um, and that's going to come majority from um, cardio type exercise. That's interesting you say that because I hear so much about um, uh, weight being neglected as weight being actually really important as you age as well. And making sure you uh, you include resistance training yes. uh, and weights within because you know a lot of people think well a lot of women think I'm going to bulk up I'm not going to do weights mm. um, and, and those who are older might think well I'm not strong enough to do uh, weights but actually that can have a really big benefit as well yeah for sure so we talk about the cardio side to really build up and ramp up your cardiovascular system your, your your ability to breathe properly your ability to to have a lot more endurance just in your daily functional life but when we talk about the resistance style training or anything that's plyometric um, or even body weight use we're also looking at increasing and improving your bone density mm -hmm. so one thing that's important to know is as we age our bone density uh, changes we're more prone to breaking bones we, we're, we're we're getting weaker so the focus is you need to maintain that strength there has to be a balance. It has to be included in your regime. Um, it's very, very important to focus on the daily movement. And I think um, something that 
comes up as a question for Viv and I a lot because we post workouts every single day um, and follow along workouts every day. We get questions such as, should we be training every day and should we be doing um, this type of exercise every day? The reason that we put exercise out there every day is because for sure we believe you should be moving every single day. Um, the general consensus or what people have moved away from is, oh, but I, I wake up after training with muscle aches. I wake up with pain. Completely. You get sore. Yeah, for sure. You get sore. That doesn't mean you shouldn't necessarily rest, but um, that doesn't mean stop moving. You know, I, I haven't yet come across someone who's been very, very sore from training that's now said, I can't go to, to work for a week. I can't go to the shops to, to buy food for the family. I can't get up and go and cook. I just have to stay still in bed. So that's still a form of movement. It's just attaching the label exercise to it that makes you think, okay, I need a break from exercise. Everything you do is exercise. Every form of movement is exercise. Mm. So um, that's that's something very important to consider, especially as we're all aging every single day as we're getting um, going towards that elderly state. One of the last mm. things I, I want to ask you about is, mm. you know, uh, because social media is amazing like this, you get to see... People who are, you know, septuagenarians, octogenarians, doing ridiculous things, workouts that you could only dream of doing in the gym. And they are ripped. They have incredible muscles, incredible tone, incredible shape, um, and incredible fitness and endurance. Yep. And you just think to yourself, is this really possible? Are they on something? Or what? like, how does this happen? You know, it, oh, it's so funny you say that because the first thought, when someone says, is somebody on something, doesn't usually apply to the elder generation. It applies to someone that has... That's younger. Yeah, that's young, has <laughs> ripped and has gone training. But when you look at someone that's elderly and is that much in shape, you have this instant respect. Like, you, you I personally, I wouldn't say that they're on something. Maybe there's, there's supplementation that they, they take or may need to take at that stage. What with, kind of supplementation are we... When we talk yeah. about supplementation, I talk about the general supplements such as protein, mm. um, you know, um, minerals... Uh, uh, vitamins things like that but is it possible for them to be naturally ripped at that age yeah 100 it comes down to consistency and it comes down to the um, length that they've been training you know i watched a video of um and this was yesterday of an elderly woman doing 90 kg squats that's like wow that's not this lady hasn't just come into the gym at 89 and said uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna just start doing 90 kg squats they've been going consistently building up the strength learning how to do it and the mind it's the mind as well you know that, that's one of our biggest limiting factors um and, and if we've got time i want to talk about yeah. uh, the mind um being a huge factor i gave um i told my client a story the other day about um lifting uh, doing bench press and when i was younger i used to do dumbbell dumbbell bench press and um, i could never seem to get to 30 kg only because the weights looked very, very different. The 30 kg weight compared to, let's say, the 24 kg weight, it looked sizably different. Like, I mean, a really big chunk. So in my mind, I would always go there and think, no, this is this is too heavy. So sometimes I would go to the mirror, pick up the weight. I just hold it in my hand and dance around until eventually at one point I was like, no, I, I have to try this and ignored the fact that people were in the gym, people around me, people were looking. I went and I tried it and I could lift it very, very easily. The point is we have this limiting factor that says, I can't take that step. I'm too scared to take that step. You know, I'm feeling sore. It means there's something wrong. No, you just have to push through some of these barriers and then you start opening a completely different world, um, you know, to, to A, your training and to, to the health aspect of your life. It's such a great advice and it's really, um, it's such a great reminder as well because we do that to ourselves all the time. We think, I can't do this, I can't do this. Um, when in actual fact, 
uh, we definitely can because yes. that was kind of the story as well of um, running uh, running uh, the hundred meters in under ten seconds as well. Do you, do you know that story? I know I know of that story and, right? and, and so, how it couldn't be broken or how because it wasn't. the the whole idea was that your heart would burst if you tried to do that right. in under ten seconds and then. <laughs> And then it was just like, it, it, when the first man did it, then the record started falling and falling and falling after that. So it was just like, actually, exactly. this was just in our minds. It was something that was put in people's minds that they couldn't do it. So they couldn't do it. Yep, yep. But once the first person does it, or you, you know, break through your own, barrier. you know, barrier mentally, then you can do it and you can do things that, yeah. I mean, it, it really kind of um, puts aging in a whole different perspective, really, doesn't it? Definitely. And, um, you know, the more and more that you go on a journey to discover your own health, and I don't just mean, you know, pay attention to what you're eating, the more that you go on the journey to understand the functions of your body, you know, the functions of your liver, what your heart does. I mean, if you really um, pay attention to, to sister statistics, mm. um, they talk about how many times the heart beats a day. A hundred thousand times, I think, is the number that the heart beats a day. If you really connect with yourself, and understand even such a, a feature like that you then realize that you're something very special you need to take care of that and if someone had said to you honestly if you if anyone listening if someone had said to you okay we know your heart beats a hundred thousand times a day and someone had said to you over your lifetime i know your lifetime your heart is going to be approximately one billion times if you started to think about that number you your whole um concept towards your health would change especially if you knew exactly how many heartbeats you were to have and as that number starts to go down and down and down you start getting conscious because there are things that you do that are unhealthy that shorten that lifespan and if you can start paying attention to what's shortening your lifespan your mindset changes immediately you don't need any additional motivation you know that this is about prolonging or extending your life as much as possible so i think it's a beautiful thing to uh, attempt to really connect with your body do research learn about how your body actually works, not just the type of exercise you should be doing, but learn about how the body works. Because once you're that connected, your plan, just everything you want to do just opens out. It makes it so much easier to get out of bed, go and exercise and, and make the different choices you have to make. I love that. I think every week, um, Mike, what we should be doing is having like an amazing fact about the body and oh, how man. it works so that we can appreciate it because you're so yeah. right. Once we, you know, learn about it, understand it and think about it, yeah. it changes how we see it. This incredible machine vehicle that we've been given um, and to take better care of it as well. And I think it helps us as well to to connect with our kids and to inspire them as well to For be sure. better and Definitely. to to get out there and be active and, and to change their mindset too. Yeah, for sure. No one wants to know. There is a film, I'll quickly reference it. There's a film um, with Justin Timberlake. You must have watched it where they have... They have um, their life is basically on on, on their wrist. It's right. a time, yeah. And you can give someone more time, or, or they can give you, or you can you can lose time, and you have to pay for everything in time. And I think that's a fantastic film that kind of just highlights um, the choices that we make. You know, those that extend our time and those that shorten our time. And yeah, for sure, I think we should. I love it. Should be even fact. Amazing, amazing, always fantastic, Mike. Uh, always great to have you. And, uh, and Mrs. Muscle as well. Yes. Uh, shout out to Viv. We'll see you again next week. But uh, yeah, fantastic uh, topic today uh, to discuss. And that is going to be up on our podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as well. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening today to Life Beats. We are going to be back again tomorrow from 10 a.m. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.